Do you still love Facebook? Is your favorite place to connect still LinkedIn? Are you still spending the majority of your bathroom time on Instagram? Whether it's from a purely personal point of view or a professional perspective, is spending that time on social media helping you? Or is it hurting you? Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I'm going to do a little magic trick for you. First, I experienced terrible, horrible, no good, very bad things that happen to entrepreneurs everywhere. And then I snap my fingers and I turn those experiences into the best stories, the craziest anecdotes, and learning lessons for you to hear. How do I create all that magic? I'm a serial entrepreneur, coach, and speaker who runs the Founding Moms community. And we're always looking for women who want to get better at marketing, branding, and sales. Is that you? Then join us at foundingmoms.com. This week, I continue to be in shock and a bit of awe about the ways of the social world and how I just keep getting it wrong. It might come as no surprise that I was very surprised by my recent experience on social media. About three months ago, I logged into Facebook for the first time in a very long time. I saw hundreds of notifications that I couldn't unsee. I saw an inbox piled with messages from marketers, from spammers, Is there a difference? And that guy, Tom, who was shouting about health sharing programs that offer better coverage for 70% less than traditional insurance because it's nonprofit and needed to schedule a call tomorrow. But what surprised me most of all was a note from a woman named Peg, who was an audience member at a speaking event I did six years ago. I've met her a handful of times since then, and I know her peripherally. This is the very sweet note that she sent. Hi, Jill. I hope this message finds you in good health and spirits. I wanted to check in on you and see how you're doing. It seems like you haven't been very active on social media lately. And then she puts this in parentheses. Unless I'm looking on the wrong platforms. But I hope that's just because you've been busy with life and not because of anything else. Please know that I'm here for you. And if you ever need someone to talk to or to catch up with, I'm just a call or a message away. Sending my best wishes to you and your family. I hope everything is going well. Take care and let's catch up soon. I think she thought I was dead. Oh, no. Was her note a testament to the prolific posting powers I once had on social media? Or is it the simple fact that social media platforms have become social islands? I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. I was once a Twitter junkie. I was the first to hop on that bandwagon. I adored the space. It was fresh and new. And as a young social media platform, people were actually nice. I'm what they call an early adopter. Quick to sign up and investigate any new tech platform. How early? After 1997's launch of AOL Instant Messenger, I was hooked on DMing. By 2002's launch of Friendster, I was a find-a-feed diehard. 
In 2003, MySpace and LinkedIn launched and I got right in there. That was the same year that MySpace and Skype launched. Did I create accounts right away? Yes. Yes, I did. A year later, Facebook showed up alongside Flickr. A year after that, YouTube showed up and ate up MySpace, Reddit appeared, and Yahoo acquired Flickr. Are you with me? In 2006, it was the birth of Twitter. The same year that Facebook launched its now ubiquitous news feed. And a year later, Tumblr showed up. 2010 came by. It was a big year. Instagram and Quora and Pinterest all showed up. And within 12 months, Microsoft bought Skype, Google Plus launched, LinkedIn filed for an IPO, and Twitch launched. Did I have an account on all of them? Yes. Yes, I did. Did I give up by 2012 when Snapchat showed up on the scene, followed by Tinder and Vine and Patreon? You know it. In 2013, Slack showed up, and I'm still obsessed with that platform. But what's followed have been a lot of mergers, acquisitions, and defunctions of social media platforms that didn't make it. The one exception? 2017's birth of TikTok. You can't get me to touch that one. All of that's to say, I've been on social media a long time. And all of the platforms I've mentioned have one thing in common. They were truly social. The goal was always to start a conversation online and then wind your way to a coffee shop offline to meet folks IRL. But now, I don't know if the big five in 2023, which are Facebook, YouTube, WhatsApp, Insta, and WeChat, are just too big, or if their algorithms have weeded out impartial, non-obsessed users, or if they're so good at building community that they create an online home, so to speak, for lonely people. But my experience has shifted dramatically on all of the big player platforms. Facebook is full of stuff I don't care to see. I'd rather connect in real life. YouTube really began the video era, a wave I chose not to ride. Instagram is fun, sure. And X is, well, you know. What these platforms have done to people is profound. It's shifted our herd mentality and created a whole new type of society. If you're a Luddite, that means you're a loser. When I come into contact with people in person, just like you do, I get questions like, oh, did you see that thing I posted? Before they carry on with the conversation. Usually, I'm the only one shaking my head. There's that college friend of mine who's no longer a friend of mine because during a conversation, he mentioned that he'd had a baby, and I looked surprised. You didn't see my 100 pictures of her on Facebook? I shook my head, and he got really angry with me. He hasn't talked to me since. There's also the older generation full of time millionaires who spend almost all of it on social media. They're taken down the political rabbit hole, and then they ruin family relationships. If you haven't listened to The Rabbit Hole, a New York Times podcast about this very thing, it's fascinating. I'll add it to the show notes. You should go listen to it. And then there's Peg. Her perception that I've disappeared or gotten sick or died is because she lives in Facebook. It tells her who to connect with. It shows her what to care about. 
It doesn't say, go call your friends that aren't here. None of us could foresee what was to come. Perhaps what's happened in our lifetimes in real time is how the world actually began. Everyone was open and gentle with one another as we explored new territory. I imagine there was an expectation that folks would have grace and kindness as they worked together to create new societies. As we've grown in the online world, much like the real one, we've grown into many, many new cities that we refer to as communities and countries that we know as social media platforms, doing it the only way we seem to know how. We fight with one another. We stake our claim to the territory that we're in. And we believe that where we spend our days is the best place. Those who aren't with us are against us. Does that sound depressing? Well, that's been my experience in the 16 years I've been on our digital planet. What's to come? I don't know. But please don't get mad at me if I haven't seen your latest post on your favorite social platform. I still love you. You don't call. You don't write. Why not do both? Text or call me at 708-872-7878 and leave me a message there. That way I can talk to you in a future episode. Then go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. Pretty please. It helps other listeners discover these entrepreneurial stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to everyone that thinks I've passed away. Aaron Rice and Lindsay Obermeyer for making this podcast with me. And hey, thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.